You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here the Locked On Nationals podcast. It is August 16th. 2021, and on today's show, we discuss the Nationals getting swept at home against the Atlanta Braves. Joe Ross heads to the injured list as well. Lane Thomas comes up and makes his Nationals debut. And also, we got a future episode this week to preview as well. Thank you guys. We'll enjoy today's show. Okay, before we get into it this week, uh, to start off today's show, let you guys know a couple things. Uh, number one, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, this weekend coming up, my brother is getting married. Uh, yes, congratulations to the great Ryan and soon-to-be Hannah neighbors as well. So if there's no episodes on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, it's why, maybe early Monday too. But we're going to try to get stuff in the can for that. Uh, something I can play for you guys coming up here. But load is taking off a little bit. There are two off days this week. So we'll have some fun stuff coming your way. And I want to let you guys know, coming up, Devin Fink, uh, he is going to join me. Great baseball mind. Some of you actually might follow Devin. Uh, but Devin Fink, he is actually he's a Startbit student, but he writes for Fangraphs. Um, and he is going to be coming on the show to discuss a piece that he had written about what Patrick Corbin can do to get back to his old ways. We've talked about this at length. We had another example this weekend, but Patrick Corbin is going through it right now. And for the Nationals, it's been a total struggle all the way around. But for him especially, he has struggled pillar to post this year. There's really no good uh, stretch of time where it felt like Patrick Corbin was even close to being on his A-game. So Devin Fink is going to join me. We're going to uh, combine our heads. He's going to talk about a piece that he wrote, and I'll give kind of my thoughts, too, on what Patrick Corbin can do to turn things around. All right, so now we can uh, get to the baseball. Uh, let's go ahead and do that. The Nationals get swept this weekend by the uh, the Atlanta Braves in D.C., First piece of news we have to hit before we talk about the games themselves, Joe Ross. So Joe Ross is heading to the injured list with a partially torn UCL. And this came from Dave Martinez. He said Tommy John surgery is a possibility, but it has not been decided for sure. Um, And also something to note, too, is that Joe Ross already did go through Tommy John surgery back in 2017. He's going to see the same doctor that gave him that Tommy John surgery, and then he is going to see how he should proceed. But this is um, this is a really difficult, uh, obviously, decision that was made, right? A difficult moment. There have been so many injuries across the board for the Nationals, and this just adds to them. Um this year, you know, the Nationals planned on having Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, Patrick Corbin, John Lester, and then Joe Ross all in the rotation. And whether that would have worked or not, I don't know. But, 
you've seen a team that has now had Eric Fetty basically as a starter the entire season. I can't think there, there have been very multiple uh, limited times, I should say, that he came out of the pen, right? They've had Pablo Espino for the better part of three months now uh, as a guy who has been in the starting rotations. Sean Nolan has now been introduced. John Lester missed some time. Max Scherzer missed a bit of time, but nothing that was too considerable. And so you're seeing how a team that was built off pitching originally, right? You're seeing how, how that went sideways. And this year, part of the team's construction was strong pitching, a la 2019. And then also a lineup of not, I don't think the lineup was ever going to be as full and fulfilled as the lineup was in 2019. But a lineup of guys like, and we saw it once again in June, when Schwarber came through, that was not sustainable, but it was something that they could have uh, his pace. But the idea of that one, two, three we talked about, Trey, Juan, and, and Kyle, in whatever order you'd like to do, usually Kyle, uh, Trey, and then Juan. That was sustainable. When you put Josh Bell and Josh Harrison and Jan Gomes, all of those guys behind them in support and things open up really for everybody. It's, you know, it's like having a great, uh, you know, it's like the spots in the Spurs, right? Or the Warriors play basketball. Things opening up for everybody because the way everybody's driving and kicking and playing together. That's what happened for the Nationals when things were going right. And to be honest, I didn't feel like the pitching was on an elite, elite level at that point in time. But the construction of the roster was supposed to be starting pitching, and the lineup was supposed to come along and supplement that starting pitching in a pretty meaningful, or complement rather, starting pitching in a pretty meaningful way to deliver a balanced team. I've talked about this at length as well, but the one thing this Nationals team was not prepared for or was not built to do, and that's because of either A, not deep enough in the farm system, or B, a lack of offseason moves that put them in a position to win, Depth, 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 depth. We're seeing it right now with teams such as the Dodgers, right? I know they're a, they're a bad example because they're the reigning world champions, but the Nationals were world champions two years ago. What it takes to repeat, to win and repeat is deep pockets, number one, but also a good farm system, and you build that depth out. We see their rotation right now. We see their lineup right now. Even without having guys like Justin Turner or Mookie Betts, you're seeing them with that depth because they've got the Chris Taylors of the world. they got Cody Bellinger hitting late in the lineup. Will Smith, Trey Turner. Um, Justin Turner just came back, actually. So he, you can throw him in there in the mix, too. They've got so many guys that can hurt you in a variety of ways, and they can suffer an injury, too. They have suffered an injury or two, and they're still standing. They lost Trevor Bauer, and they're still almost the prohi- prohibitive favorites to win the, um, you know, to win because they made the right moves, and they've built out so much depth. I mean, think about that rotation with uh, Urias, Scherzer, and then you think about number three being Walker Buehler. Don't forget to mention Clayton Kershaw is right there. They've got so much depth, so much winning talent, and that's what it takes sometimes to win. Sometimes just building a team is not enough. You need depth in the right places. The Nationals did not have that this year. Um, I don't know if they would have made it. You guys know my stance. For those of you who don't know my stance, I was skeptical the Nationals were going to make the playoffs anyway. Did I think the season would end up like this? No, but if you follow the injuries, you follow the quality of play, it's no shock that we ended up where we are right here. So Joe Ross specifically, as it pertains to him, you know, I just kind of talked about generally what we're talking about there. Joe Ross had a very strong season this year. I saw a stat the other day, uh, starts of five plus innings 
with zero earned runs. Joe Ross was tied for third, I believe. There were three or four guys ahead of him, but he has been one of the best in that respect this year. Not always the most consistent, but for this year, Ross, I felt like he gave them a chance to win uh, a lot of the games that he pitched. And you can't say that for every guy right now in the Nationals rotation, right? Patrick Corbin is not giving the Nationals chances to win baseball games. He's just not. Paulo Espino, at times, is not. Eric Fetty, at times, is not. Uh, Sean Nolan, we have not seen enough of yet to really know either way. But And Josiah Gray is new to the bunch, but he definitely is. We'll get to him in a second. So him this year, you know, an ERA of 4.17, over 108 innings. And he had some, you know, he he had a walk rate and strikeout rate that were both better than league average. Uh, and his 1.4 F war is the most by any national pitcher who is still on the team. So he is on track to be a free agent uh, after the 2022 season, but uh, it is possible the team will not tender him a contract given the chance that he might miss the entire year next year. So Joe Ross is in a weird situation. Uh, I've talked about it kind of at the deadline. I would love the Nationals to have a chance to get Joe, Joe Ross back on the team, back in the rotation next year. I think he's a guy who can definitely hold down a spot and uh, do so pretty well. Not a front-end guy. It's not really what his, his position is. But this year, 5-9 and nine of the 4.17 ERA. He's been one of the Nationals' more consistent pitchers. And it's just really difficult to have a guy who's been one of the sole... I would say he's a bright spot this year. The fact that he was able to come back into the rotation after a year off and claim that spot and maintain that spot with some consistency and some regularity with, with which the Nationals have lacked. So difficult for him because of the contract situation... I just mentioned difficult for the Nats to finish out the year because they're so hurting for starting pitching. An all-around poor situation the Nationals are going to have to contend with as they try to wrap up the season. All right, we'll move on here to the actual games, but first, a word from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by our friends at Stat Hero. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising, though? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time than you do. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero, the first ever daily sports fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineup and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. You can sign up for free right now if you do, and you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match that's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Another rough weekend at the office for the Nationals. They get swept by the Atlanta Braves. Things could not be worse. The Nationals are now 50 and 68. I said that the goal for them could try to be to hang around 500 at home. That's not going to happen. The Nationals are taking an absolute beating right now, and they've done so, um, you know, a lot of it at Nationals Park, especially in, since August. Uh, in August, They won on August 1st at Nats Park. They have not won at Nats Park since August 1st. 
It is now August 16th. They do get two more games against Toronto at home. But, um, you know, Toronto's playing well, so I'm not trying to foresee the Nationals playing uh, too well against that team coming into town. But, yep, they have not won at home since August 1st. They get swept by Philadelphia on August 2nd, um, 3rd, 4th, and 5th. They go to Atlanta and lose two of three there. Then they come back home to get, uh, go back on the road, rather, uh, New York, they get swept there, and then they get swept at home this weekend by the Atlanta Braves. We'll go game by game to break it all down because there were some positive notes, and we're trying to remain positive. But the overarching theme here is the bullpen's really horrible, and this lineup's not very good. Those are the two things that are happening. But when you sell off essentially an entire major league roster, what are we expecting? And you guys once again know we're not about the results here. Now. There are some results to pick and choose, you know, to, to comment on um, and, you know, still be upset. Totally understand that. But that's really not what we're talking about here. This is more uh, this is more about, you know, individual performances and where we see guys projecting. Your matchup on Friday night, it was Charlie Morton who gets the, gets the win against Josiah Gray. Josiah Gray, six innings, five hits, three runs, six Ks, no walks. All by way of the homer, the runs came. The Nationals got a 2-0 lead in this game, and it was also some pretty uh, decent stuff. One Soto single, and then a Josh Bell sack fly. Love the meat of the order, driving in some runs. But Travis Darno in the fifth hits a home run. Ozzie Albies in the sixth hits a home run. Austin Riley in the seventh hits a home run, and Dansby Swanson in the ninth hits a home run. And uh, especially Riley... Riley and uh, Swanson parked there. Swanson hit his 418. I think it was, uh, what was the, the left center is where he hit his two. Austin Riley hits his about 400 feet. He had a couple home runs this weekend. Dansby Swanson's been red hot. It's, it's been fun to watch him. Uh, I know it's not fun to watch him tear apart the Nationals, but just in general, he has been fun to watch. So Josiah Gray, fun enough, our, our friend Max Raymond hit me up on Friday night and said, you know, what do you think of the decision to leave him in there to start off that seventh inning? And... To me, uh, you know, I see it both ways. Number one, you want to build a guy's confidence. But to me, Josiah Gray, you can make the argument, we know he's got five innings in him. I've actually, we've, we've seen it three times now. And it's because his command, it's because of his stuff, but he has got the ability to be a five-inning guy. We know that, right? We, we know, we've seen two five-inning outings where he has had really strong stuff in both of them. Um, there was no doubt about that. He's had a good month of August here. But the question is, can you go later on in the games? He's thrown 71, 82, and 87 pitches. And I'm not necessarily opposed to the idea of extending him in games like this, trying to see what you've got. Now, maybe in a tie ball game, maybe you don't do that because you could hurt his confidence. But I'm not opposed to leaving him out there to try to you know to work on uh, what like I just said, extending him. He's I know he's only 23 years old, but I think that's a, this is the place where you work on that kind of stuff. Arm Leighton and I talked earlier on in the season, and I said that guys in that rotation were going to struggle and take lumps, and the team as a as a whole, the Marlins were going to struggle and take their lumps. But I think that's positive because that's a good group. That's a group of of players that I think if you make the right additions in certain spots, the Marlins are going to have a winning team. And if you consider the lack of quality that we've seen in the National League East, I think they can be. 
more in line of that is, you know, the, the point of me saying this is that guys like Josiah Gray, young studs, you know, they should take their lumps. Moments like that are good. They are humbling. This is a guy who had a really nice outing, but got touched up by way of the home run. And guess who else had that issue, people? Guess who else? Max Scherzer, right? That's a guy that we've seen struggle with the deep ball at times this year. Josiah Gray has pitched a total of 16 innings. He has given up four home runs. He's given up at least home, one home run in all of his starts. And so that's what you're seeing is that when Josiah Gray makes mistakes, that's where he gets hurt. He gave up five hits in this game. Three of them were home runs. So, you know, maybe it's him trying to be too fine. I'm not sure what the issue is, but, uh, you know, it just feels like he's missing with a couple pitches, which is okay. And maybe leaving him in for that seventh inning was the right call to start out with because maybe taking that lump is an experience that he will learn from and grow from. That's got to be the hope. So I thought it was another strong outing. Six innings, three hits is a strong outing. And the one thing Dave Martinez mentioned, and I could not agree with this more, is this kid's 23 years old. And while guys like Max Scherzer and Steven Strasburg at their peak do more than just keep you in games, at 23, for a guy who did not have a lot of great experience in the major leagues, he pitched twice with the Dodgers, eight innings total, coming over to a new team with a lot of expectations, the fact that right now, They've got a rotation of guys who are either injured or have been traded. You know, like, you know, their current rotation. I mean, they had guys who were traded, so new guys are stepping up now. The fact that every fifth day, Josiah Gray is keeping the Nationals in ball games. He's giving them chances to win ball games. What else could you ask for? What else could you ask for from a kid who's doing that right now, who's showing some improvements? Um, you know, his first three starts, it's been a 7-5 loss where you've up one run through five innings. A three to two win where you've up one run through uh, one earned run at least through five innings, and a four two loss where you've up six runs, uh, three runs rather, excuse me, through six innings. All of those are competitive starts. All of those are enough to keep a normal major league baseball team in a game and give yourself a chance to win. Josiah Gray is on the right track, so uh, I, I think I lean more towards the, that. I think leaving him in could have been a positive experience, right? I know it's all about building up confidence, but it's all about learning too in spots like this because you got to learn before you really take that next jump and become, you know, a great pitcher, especially at the pitcher spot because it's a spot where you are guaranteed to take lumps, right? Uh, every pitcher does it. You know, Max Scherzer this year had a grand slam hit off him by a relief pitcher in a game that his team was winning eight to nothing, right? That is taking lumps. Max is of home runs. In games sometimes. That is taking lumps. So I think it's a positive experience overall. Josiah Gray is learning how to pitch at the major league level effectively. We see the stuff. He's got the stuff to, to be a great pitcher. We know that. It's all about fine-tuning. And Josiah Gray, I think, in my opinion, is on his way. And learning experiences like this definitely help. Let's touch on Saturday's game really fast. Pillar to post. They got their asses whipped. The Nationals did. 12-2, your final score. Patrick Corbin, four and two-thirds, seven hits, six earned runs, five Ks, two walks, and a home run. It was batting practice. Now, to, to in Patrick's defense, the Braves were all over Nats pitching. Javi Guerra had a bad outing. So did Jeffrey Rodriguez. Ryan Harper only got two-thirds of inning work, uh, but he did well. But that doesn't really matter because not not a whole lot of time. They were all over the Nats in this game. Albies and Freeman. Uh, Albies drove in a few runs. Dansby Swanson 
had a, uh, a nice game where he homered once again. He had another multi-home run game yesterday. He's on an absolute tear right now. 12-2 loss, and for Patrick Corbin, I'm not going to get too much into it because we've got, as I mentioned earlier in the show, Devin Fink coming up. He and I will talk, and you guys will hear that episode um, as it airs tomorrow on Tuesday. So uh, we'll talk about uh, Patrick Corbin, where he's at right now. But 12-2 loss, a horrible look for the Nationals, and Patrick Corbin saw a stat. I think he's got the worst ERA for a pitcher who's thrown over 100 innings for the Nationals uh, in, in the last like 10 years. I think the last person's ERA that was up there is around five, right? And at this point, he kind of feels like Austin Voth. Yeah, you know, last year you wanted to move him to the pen, but they really can't afford to. I mean, can they afford to move Austin Voth to the bullpen right now? No, they can't. They have 110 percent Austin Voth. Patrick Corbin, they cannot move Patrick Corbin to the bullpen right now. Absolutely can't do it because of how shot their rotation is. So another difficult uh, situation the Nationals are in. All right, we'll discuss the final game, but first, a word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar's got plenty to celebrate right now. I'm sure you guys saw with BYU them giving out the scholarships, which was pretty awesome. Um, but right now at Built Bar, they've got a bunch of flavors available, coconut, cherry bar, chia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate, 17 to 18 grams of protein, Calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, for 15% off today at BuiltBar.com. Today's show was also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Go to betonline.ag today. When you go there, use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On. And you'll receive a 50% deposit bonus at BetOnline. You can sign up on your computer, on your iPhone, on your tablet, whatever you want to use. Go there, sign up today. As I had mentioned, it's free to do so. And use that promo code Locked On. NFL is coming up. MLB, obviously, is in full swing. College football is on the horizon. You can bet on all of those things at betonline.ag today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, can we say the Nationals already won the Lane Thomas-John Lester trade? I said it before, people. I'll say it again. Mike Rizzo, for maybe, you know, not building the the best, most uh, well-constructed team this year, the fact that he was able to trade for a player for John Lester is absolutely Shocking. That player was Lane Thomas. He was two for four yesterday. Uh, he's already, We already won the trade. Two for four with a walk. Already won the trade, in my opinion. But yesterday, we saw Paulo Espino get touched up again. He's, he's had a rough, uh, rough couple outings. Drew Smiley went for the Braves. And in this game, pretty good work from the bullpen. Um, they had to work five innings. And out of the five innings they worked, they only gave up one run, courtesy of Gabe Klobisitz. But Machado, Thompson, Harper, Finnegan all pitched strong, scoreless innings in yesterday's game. Still love the way Mason Thompson looks right now. He has been lights out as long as he has been a national, which is good to see. But things that off on a bad note, the Nationals went down 3-0. But they answered in the third with a Robles single, a Sanchez scoring on a wild pitch, and a Juan Soto sacrifice. The manufacturing runs Fighting back. Still showing some character. We love to see that. 
Braves offense was too much, though. Freeman, Riley, both Homer, Dansby, Swanson scores in a game. Clovis sits wild pitch in the fifth. That makes it 6-3. to three. Carter Keeboom singles to right. Juan Soto scores in the fifth to make it 6-5. to five. It was Two runs scores between Soto and Bell score 6-5. to five. The Nationals were not able to find any offense to even up that game. Carter Keeboom, a nice day, 2-5. for five. His average is now raised to 261. Riley Adams goes 1-4, for four, but he strikes out three times. That's something to watch as we talk about that catcher battle moving forward. Luis Garcia goes 1-2. for two. He has raised his average. Uh, and also, Victor Robles goes 2-5. for five. He has been hitting a little bit better as of late. One walks again in this game. He's 0-2, for two, but he does sacrifice and two walks, so being effective in this game. So the Nationals, once again, the people I'm watching, guys, as we move forward, Kibu and Garcia are the big two that come to mind. Can Lane Thomas be a contributor uh, down the line, be a, a fourth outfielder, right, in some capacity? I think that's a great question. And can Victor Robles end the season offensively on a strong note? These are all things that I am watching as we move forward. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. That's at LO underscore Nationals. And follow me personally at Josh Neighbors underscore. Until next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.